All right. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Rightfully So, the Writer's Podcast. For this episode, we'll be talking about the role of conversation in writing. And we have a special guest with us here today, uh, Evan Smith from the Cal State San Marcos Writing Center. And I'm going to turn it over to Evan and let him introduce himself and tell us all about what he does. Hello, everybody. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I am the director of the Cal State San Marcos Writing Center. Um, before that, uh, I, was, I was teaching at Cal State, and I was a master's student at Cal State. And before that, I was a tutor at the very uh, writing center that I, I uh, direct now. So um, yeah, I, I, I've been deep into the conversation side of writing uh, since maybe 2010, or just really embraced it as a tool. Um, and now it's part of my day to day. So glad to be here to talk about it. That's awesome. We're glad to have you. And in fact, this particular episode was your suggestion. Um, you you proposed it as here's a, an opportunity for for talking about talking as as a writing tool. Um, and it's one that I hadn't actively considered before. Like I always, I sort of understood the value of discussion in in the writing process, but always sort of in very specific contexts, like tutoring sessions or talking to your instructor about like particular writing challenges. Um, more recently, through your suggestion, I've been encouraging students to go to the writing center just to like brainstorm and talk. Would you mind sort of giving us a, your take on the role of conversation in in writing? Yeah. Um, well, one, I, I don't think it's uh, it, I don't think the helpfulness stops with just conversation, but even talking alone is helpful. And I'm not here to promote the writing center, but this is it's it's a place in writing centers of of most institutions. Are there so you can you can speak to somebody about your writing but if you don't have somebody to speak to about your writing i want to advocate advocate for speaking to yourself thinking ideas aloud reading your work aloud and um just kind of giving shape to it um in the air um your writing sounds a lot different when it's said aloud some of us also are external processors we need to hear it aloud to understand it to see how it lands to test it and i know it sounds really strange but talking to yourself and having a conversation with yourself with, with like why why did i just say that well i'll tell you why i said that it sounds not so but it can be really helpful for people's process I'm, that's really cool. You said that because I would not, that would not even occur to me to suggest that. Um, even though I have read, you know, I, most of us read our work out loud um, just to test it out that way, but to have a conversation, it, it's not my natural inclination. And I, I think for myself, I, I do actually need a person. Um, I would have a hard time with the whole self. Um, so I was thinking about it and it's like, is there is there like an ideal person to have this conversation with, or is it just a matter of preparing whoever you're having the conversation with in terms of what you need? Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Like, I, yeah. I feel, yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I, I think um, conversation as a tool is completely contextual. Right. And it's a great, uh, great area to explore our own writing processes with um, to give you a, a practical example, uh, the difference between my wife and I in terms of writing an email out or writing out a project. We started dating in college, so writing out papers and talking about them uh, while we're doing that. 
I love to talk about my writing as I'm doing it, as I'm drafting, after uh, I'm, I'm done and revising, definitely while I'm brainstorming. I just love to talk about the ideas and, and, and play with them, right? That's, that's part of a passion for me. Um, and it generates excitement and motivation to keep writing. Other people uh, uh, being a soundboard for me or uh, saying what they're interested in or what they have questions about, start producing other ideas for me, right? It puts my own writing uh, into this, uh, this, this place where it can expand. For her, however, while she's in her process, if she's drafting mid-paragraph and I look over her shoulder or ask, hey, what are you writing about? Suddenly, everything stops. The gears, she has to deal with two conversations. The one that she was having on the page with herself or with her teacher and the one that she's now having with me. And it's just, it's incredibly frustrating, right? Uh, and so we've had to learn as, as I'd say conversation partners that I cannot ask about the writing and she can't ask about the writing because sometimes she'll forget that about herself until after she's done, until there's a a particular draft ready to be shared, right? But not during idea generation. If you, if you talk during idea generation, then yeah, everything stops. That's interesting. Would your wife consider herself an introvert? Because I feel like I have very similar traits. Um, I'm very much on the introvert spectrum. And um, I, I have a very strong internal monologue like that internal voice is very strong for me so it's almost like having an out loud conversation uh, and i find that when i'm taking notes like writing out longhand notes like brains or like working with ideas it's very much a narrative like i'm writing like you know i thought i was thinking about this. it's like a free write so it's narrative style and i find myself asking and answering my own questions but i can't have an external voice come in and like impinge on that process because the minute it does i'm no longer in this conversation i'm in that one over there um, and it does kind of like derail the whole process. And yeah. I feel like introverts tend to be that way because we think very, we can be very hyper-focused and very like just drill deep down into sort of like these lines of thought, but the minute it gets disrupted, it's, it just evaporates. Right. And then it takes a ton of energy to get back to where we were. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you bring that up as, as a, as a spectrum of introversion and extroversion, because I'm all, all the tests that I've taken say that I'm in, introverted. Right. Uh, but then there's experiences like that where like, oh, maybe I'm not. But when I think back into the times when I'm collaborating on writing with more than one or two people, that's when it starts breaking down for me. There's too many voices in the room for me. I'm, I'm managing too many conversations in my head or trying to reconcile my ideas with too many uh, opposing ideas. Right. And so uh, maybe maybe taking a, taking inventory of our past experiences when talking about writing, when we're talking about it and with who we're talking about, it can really teach us about, you know, how can we, how can we make use of that information uh, moving forward? Right. Yeah. And I, your, your point about it being contextual too is, is, um, is well taken. Cause I was thinking back to, uh, I, I co-authored a paper with, um, with Mia and we did this whole thing about seeing the X-Men as, as disabled. And most of our process was like getting together and just talking about it. Like for like an hour at a time or an hour or more, like putting like giant sticky pads up on the wall and like writing down bullet points and notes and sort of mapping some of the discussion and like calling out references to things we wanted to research more deeply. 
very little writing, lots of conversation. And then like the week before we had to submit something for PCA, that's when we finally started writing. And then we sort of like did that independently in our own, separately in our own homes, like true introverts, right? <laughs> and then sort of sort of coalesce those two papers together at the end. But I really, I, I, to this day, I tell students like that was the most productive and, and enjoyable paper I've ever worked on because I was working with somebody else. And we had these wonderful conversations that, that took the paper in fascinating directions. And some of them dead ended because we couldn't find the, the, the research to support it or it dented because it just didn't feel like a, a valuable line of inquiry and that we really wanted to focus on something else. But none of that felt like wasted time. I, I was really fascinated me with working with so many students in the role as a, as a tutor and watching other tutors, tutor writers, uh, is the dichotomy in writing of writing to present an idea and writing to understand or explore an idea. And so much frustration occurs when the writer is trying to do both at the same time, right? And that's whether they're, they didn't brainstorm and they're just writing out their, their draft, which just commit, commit, if that's your process, to calling that free writing, looking back at what did you learn from that exploration, and then start creating a new draft from that, right? But I think that's the role that talking can really play, especially among friends that love having a conversation about ideas. Um, or uh, not even friends, just people that share a passion in the same topic or an interest or uh, in that in that inquiry. Uh, it does a lot of that that problem solves, solving and processing portion of the writing process, right? Where once you get down to it, you can just start drafting. Or maybe maybe uh, when you sit down to write, now it's the organizational period. You you know all the content you want to talk about, and you're struggling through the 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 outline and what a good problem to have to just try to cut out ideas because you have so many, right? Because you've talked about it so much. Um, I mean, it comes easy when you're passionate about the conversation. And I think, you know, a lot of students, they're, they're uh, student writers, they're writing on topics that they're not very passionate about. They're just trying to get through college. And I totally understand. Um, sometimes talking can just make it so much easier. It's so much more entertaining to talk about a particular text or a particular position with somebody that you feel comfortable talking about before you sit down and write it. And it can definitely help them understand the topic more. That made me think of the beginning of our conversation when I was saying that I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable talking myself, but I realized in listening to both of you talk through some of these scenarios, I actually co-wrote um, a, a paper with Carrie and it was interesting because we did have lots of conversations as well. Um, but I remember a time where I was just, I had thought through some things and I didn't necessarily want feedback or for her to jump in at any point. I just was like, okay, so here's what I have so far. So we sort of wrote in our silos and then we started to talk um, sort of in the middle um, and then went back <laughs> obviously to do uh, the writing, but it was, one of those things where just the process of, I just remember this, like saying, okay, here's here's where I'm at. Here's what I've already um, understood and, and proposing and saying, and then just having that out loud conversation, even though it's not a conversation at that point, because she's not necessarily giving me input, but she's just listening, um, helped me get to a 
different place, right? Like it was an affirmation of like, A, these ideas are working like in my own mind, but then also, um, you know, and, and I am extroverted, so I don't know if that's part of it too, like uh, being able to just express that um, helped me get to other things and deeper things, right? You know, and then she did, you know, eventually jump in the conversation because we were writing together, but um, my initial idea is just the idea, or not the idea, but the the act of saying it out loud helped. Yeah, yeah. What a great quality of Carrie to just sit there and listen and <laughs> ramble on about your writing. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm dead serious about that. The, the, the role of listening in conversation, understanding that this person is, is, is you know, that, you that are is- sounding for, for this person. You're, you're just, by, by being open and giving them time, uh, validating their ideas or allowing them to work through their ideas can do just wonders for that person, like where they go, right? Uh, I, I cringe when I see somebody somebody working through an idea in a conversation and then somebody stops them prematurely, either, right. to, either to ask them a question, like that's that's pretty forgivable because they're, they're interested, right? They wanna dive in with that other person, but it's worse when they're diving in with, you know what that reminds me of? And they just want to, they're, they're just saying whatever popped into their head. It's not contributing to this other person's ideas, but Which uh, is why comparing to their ideas, I guess. I think that's why conversations with tutors are helpful, right? Like, so it is, it, it isn't, you know, the tutors of the writing center are not going to interrupt needlessly like they have a sense of no this writer needs to just talk this through they're not finished yet you know like they might pose a question but it is to help them go further right like so I think that that it's true like there is a gift in you know talking with someone who can sense that yeah yeah and we try to hire for that again I'm not going to try to advertise the writing center here but I will say there's some difficulty in hiring for that quality and then trying to train somebody to do it um to to know when to listen and know when to speak and definitely know when to stop speaking right and know how how far you're going with the conversation um that's that's really difficult especially when a lot of people that are applying to be a tutor at a writing center are passionate about talking about writing so asking them at some point to please, please just rein it in a little bit in the conversation. You know, that's tough. I was tutoring the other day because uh, somebody had to call out sick. So I was, I was uh, working with, I think it was one of Carrie's students. And I found myself like, oh my gosh, I'm talking too much. Like <laughs> it's happening again, you know? And then I, I pulled back a little bit and we had a nice 40 minute conversation uh, this, this student uh, learned a lot about his own writing. He had time to practice out things that we were having a conversation about. And there are about three or four other things that he came in that he wanted to talk about. But I realized after talking about everything that we did talk about, we need to stop. We needed to stop right there because this would have made him forget all that other stuff, right? Or it would have overshadowed all that other stuff. So like you can't conquer everything in one conversation. So just knowing when to, to stop because the information that you've already talked about is actionable and any more talking will make them make it passive or unimportant. 
you make a great point. Like the other side of that conversation piece is being the active listener, like being the one that allows the other person to explore their ideas, whether it, it be to discover what it is they want to write about, right? Which for a lot of students, that's the first hurdle. It's just having opportunity to sit down and have someone be the sounding board that that is a supportive and active listener that sort of nods and says, yeah, sure, that sounds great. While they're going like, well, I could write about this or I could write about that or I could write about this other thing. Um, or if they're, they already have an idea, but they're having trouble articulating it. Like, well, I'm really interested in writing about this idea that like politicians are political monsters, but I don't know how to like make that like a specific and like the detail driven in the research and, and to be the active listener and being like, okay, well, it sounds like you have like a good idea. So, you know, how do we define that a little bit better? Maybe that helps. Right. And then letting them sort of work through those problems themselves. Yeah. Um, Cause that's a little bit different, I think, than being like an active collaborator. So like, you know, writing with Carrie or when I was writing with Mia, like we were active, we were equal contributors, right? It was, right. it was a collaboration and we both wanted to bring something um, to the table. It was fascinating too, because in that process, we just sort of like specialized, mm -hmm. I think in the writing task, which was sort of fascinating to sort of recognize after the fact, like I was really fascinated with the idea of the logic of how do you, how do you define a superhero someone who is super abled as disabled right like how does that logic work how do you sort of make an ironclad argument like how does that rhetoric function to be convincing and then she was interested in like sort of like how society sort of reacts to that disability and how are certain things like codified and made law in terms of like biases and like prejudices um, and so we ended up sort of like splitting the paper into two. And I wrote about like, how do you justify this argument? And she was like, and these are the results of that argument, um, which is kind of interesting. But um, this is that's in more of a sort of a collaborative um, back and forth type type discussion. It, it's so fun to hear you talk about that because it's like, it's, you're, you're talking about both figuring something out for yourselves. Like you're passionate about reconciling these things that shouldn't work together or you have this question about how one x plays a role in y right but you're you're actually curious about it which you put that alongside sometimes the experience that students will have where they're given a prompt that's telling them hey for the time being i want you to be curious in this thing or hey pick something you're curious in and that's like being asked to have fun on command you know uh, it's, it's just really hard to do. Um, and so I think conversation can play a, play that role in exploring what you're actually interested in for a student, like as, as a motivator, right? So where that, that's the role that, uh, a parent or a friend that's not enrolled in the same class or college or sibling can play, uh, in, in generating ideas for, uh, for a prompt, right? Um, and what's interesting is your relationship with Carrie, that writing relationship there, it sounds like it has some plans, right? Like here's when we're talking for you too, uh, uh, Jeanette, that here's when we're talking, all right, here's what that's gonna lead to, and then let, let's move on. Uh, whereas with, with students in say like peer review, right? Unstructured peer review. And they hand their paper to, to their classmate and they say, yeah, let me know what you think. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or just enjoy Just a roommate. No. Right? The let me know what you think thing could benefit so much from that conversation beforehand saying like, here's what I'm interested in, or here's like what I'm trying what I need. to say. 
am I saying it? Yeah. So having some awareness of, okay, this, this is where, or just even like, this is where I'm at. Right. Like, so I, I, I don't think with my conversation with Carrie, we planned it, but she knows me well. So that helps. Um, and so I, I think it's that the, the trust too, of like being able to just say, okay, this is, this is what I'm thinking. And then she, she knew that it was time for me to just talk. Right. Like um, it's interesting too, when you were brought up the whole prompts where you have a choice, I've had prompts like that, where I've asked students for them to pick something within um, with, with certain parameters, but basically for them to chase something that they're really interested in. And it is true. Like sometimes students have a really hard time with it. Um, and so actually it's been a conversation where I will just say, okay, just tell me some things that you're interested in. Talk to me just in general and I will take notes. And then at the end, I read my notes and I'm like, you said in this conversation, this, this, and this. And so I will sometimes when I'm talking with students in office hours, will actually jot down notes. And, and that's partially me because I like taking notes. That's sort of my mode, but I feel like there's, there's a lot where, and some people feel weird about recording themselves. Um, but this is making me think back too to that whole like conversation with yourself where um, we, we can't think about what we're saying at the same time that we're saying it. And so it's helpful to have that other person be the tape recorder or be not that anyone uses tapes, but um, be the cell phone recording or, you know, jotting things down. Um, and, you know, it's different obviously than recording on a phone, but um, I find that's helpful too sometimes. Yeah. The, the notepad as a, as a tutoring tool is, mm -hmm is wonderful where uh, you'll just see a, a, a student get on to talking about their ideas, right? They, their eyes turn away from their paper. They're looking at the ceiling because they don't you know, want anything disrupting the, their flow of ideas. And they're just talking. The tutor there is scribbling down all these keywords, what they're saying. They're, they're putting in an outline format, right? And then the conversation ends or the next part of the conversation is pointing to that notepad and saying, well, you said this here. And that really struck me as interesting that you chose this word, mm -hmm. right? Or this is, I think, the word that you were trying to look for in this paragraph here, right? Or notice how you explained it here in this order. It was really natural. It was really understandable. Your paper is going in reverse order. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's a, what, what do you call it? There was a there was a term that I ran into this, uh, ran into it, a, a cognitive prosthesis, where it's this extension of your mind. That's what a that's what a notebook or a journal can be, and you know that's what a that's what a a, a tutor with a notepad can also be, right? Mm -hmm. um, it extends your memory. It uh, it extends your thoughts into this uh, manipulable uh, form. Writing, it's really just great. Um, that sounds like a great place for us to sort of maybe, um, wrap this up a little bit. And, um, so I want to open the floor up to you if, there, if there's any additional comments or like go backs, um, cause I feel like this has been a really great conversation and, and it's really highlighted the, the value of conversation. Um, not only as like, as a, as a, a tutoring tool, but as like a, 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 
discovery tool, as a clarifying idea tool, as a collaboration tool, um, as a really at the end of the day, I think as a intrinsic or necessary part of the writing process. Yeah, I, I can say um, talking is going to be important, not just in the writing process, but in so many aspects of your life. So learning to study it, never taking it for granted, always feeling that there's something more to learn about it is going to serve somebody well. And I'd recommend like actually reading about com conversation, like how to, is it called how to have difficult conversations or no, it's just called difficult conversations. Don't even read the whole thing. Just read the chapter headings, read the cliff notes of it to start. Uh, but it could be invaluable in the way that you understand how you communicate with others and how people are trying to communicate with you too. That's great. It's a great suggestion. Uh, Jeanette, anything you want to add? Or? I think that's exactly true, right? Like if it's in, in typically in college, it's the first time there are these complex questions being asked um, of you and for you to create, right? Like, so when, when the thought has to be complex, when it's, you know, and this is true in life too, as Evan alluded to, it's like, there's, you need conversation, you know, that, that helps tremendously in terms of um, sorting out not only what you think, but um, coming to solutions, um, thinking through different scenarios or paths in that thinking. Um, and so it, it's really vital that way too. Yeah. And I think that's a, a great note to end on. It's just, it's vitally important. Um, all right. Well, I, once again, I want to thank Evan for being our guest this week and for bringing us such an interesting uh, topic. I feel like there was probably more that we could dive into with regards to conversation. So we may have to come back and revisit it at some point, but again, thanks so much for joining us. And um, you know, I keep working on an effective sign-off for this podcast and I don't have one yet. So we'll just say insert awkward sign-off here.